everybody to the Single and Sunday School podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Cook. We've got Cody Page here. And tonight we have Carrie Farr, our good friend, um, who is a member of the church. And she's had quite the journey with her uh, discipleship. So we are excited to have her here tonight to talk about that. Um, Carrie, just um, before we started, we kind of talked about how you have had quite the journey um, with having members of your family fall away and and losing um, different connections in that way. Can you speak to it a little bit about your journey and why you stay? Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I guess it is quite the story. Uh, So I mean, like, when I was a teenager, um, all of my siblings just slowly started leaving the church, starting with my older brother when he was 15, and then my younger brother when he was 14, and then my younger sister when she was, like, 14 or 13. And then my youngest sister, I think she was like 11 when she was just done. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's, they all have various reasons for that. And they're all valid to be honest. Like, um, they've all had some, some painful experiences within the church and, and, and things that they just can't be on board with, you know? Um, like I said, I understand that. And, and I, uh, so when I was a teenager, Um, I tried to stop going to church for like two months and I didn't like it. Um, it felt icky to me. I don't know. (laughs) Like I just, I, I really felt that lack. Um, so I went back, right. Um, and then last year, well, I guess there have been, um, time periods throughout my adult life that like, it's crossed my mind. Like, how do I feel about this? Like, do I want to stay in this? What do I even believe? Um, but last year was the first time I like genuinely, seriously considered actually leaving the church. Um, and so, and it was due to a number of things. Um, there's certain church policies that I still, that still make me uncomfy. Right. Um, I think more than anything, well, well, yeah, like some of the bigger ones are like some policies surrounding, um, our LGBTQ brothers and sisters, as well as just some things in church history. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and so, yeah, so last year, um, I started really thinking about it. Like, is this something I want to be a part of? Cause there are some things that genuinely just don't feel right to me. And to this day, ne- don't necessarily feel right to me, but, um, I did a lot of praying, a lot of soul searching, a lot of talking to God. Um, and one of the one of the sticking points for me was just some of the rules that have felt a little arbitrary. Um, last year, as I kind of communicated with God about this and really thought it out, um, I I don't know. I, I talked to there was a tattoo that I wanted to get. Um, I don't know if y'all can see this. Probably not. But I have a <laughs> tiny tattoo of Leia on my wrist. Leia Organa. For those of you who didn't know which Leia I was talking about, um, from Star Wars. I Maybe. always know her as Princess Leia. I didn't know Princess Leia Organa. Leia. Oh, oh, yeah, because she was adopted by the Organas after... We don't have to get into that. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I didn't know her last name until this moment. I'm kind of a nerd, but it's fine. Uh, but anyway, no, so uh, Leia... No, it's not fine. That's where I draw the line. No, <laughs> I'm out. Uh, no, so Leo Organa, so I got, sorry, I feel like I'm like getting a bunch of different stories 
all at once. So they, you get to learn I'm, all about me. I'm staying on it. So Great. I'm glad you're following. Yeah, we're um, following. So I have bipolar disorder. Um, and so when I was first diagnosed with bipolar disorder, one of the things my, my mother suggested, because I was kind of upset about it. So she suggested, I kind of look into some of the famous people who have bipolar disorder just to kind of normalize it. And one of the people I found out about was Carrie Fisher, who played princess Leia in the star Wars movies. Um, and so I looked a lot at her life and her journey. I learned a lot about her and she, offered me a lot of a lot of inspiration and a lot of solace um just in the way she learned to deal with that disorder and and finally find peace after struggling a lot with that as well as with issues with addiction and then um princess leia herself is really a symbol of hope in the face of extreme odds anyway all of those things have helped me on my journey with my bipolar diagnosis and so i was like if i'm going to get a tattoo that's the one i want to get like i want to have that constant reminder with me of the lessons i've learned and the fact that i can get through these things and so i talked to heavenly father and i was like i genuinely feel like this would be helpful for me like i would really like to do it i know that the church doesn't really want me to this was before the change in the uh for strength of youth where they kind of changed that standard a bit it was about two months before actually which is funny she's ahead of the curve Um, y'all a little trendsetter um but no so i um (laughs) so anyway um i i finally like i was like you know what i'm gonna do this like is that okay and i felt like god was like yeah like it's it's an okay choice for you, you know? And so I went and I got this tattoo and I was like, nothing has come crashing down and nobody came up and ripped up my temple recommend. Like, this might be okay. <laughs> and I guess the point of all of that is that, like, what I realized in that instance was that... Um, I could still be a member of the church and maybe have things I don't feel as comfortable with or things that I don't disagree with. And as I thought more about it, I still was thinking, like, do I want to leave? Um, and... I, I suppose like in all of my, my praying, my soul searching, what I realized was that um, more than anything, I want a connection to my savior. And I've found that in the LDS faith, regardless of some of the things that do make me uncomfortable or that I don't quite understand. And so for me, despite the fact that there are things that I still am not 100% on board with, this is where I connect with my savior. And so that's why I stay in it. So I love that, Carrie. I think that I, in my life, I've noticed that I think true discipleship comes when you are willing to question are willing to grapple and willing to say like, not all of this feels right for me. Right. And so then you have to turn to your savior and and heavenly father and ask. And I, I love that you took that opportunity to say like, so what about this for me, right? Like, I get that this isn't great for the masses, but what about for me? Um, and it shows that you have this personal, individualized uh, relationship with your Heavenly Father. I love that. I also love that you realize, like, even if you get tattoos or extra piercings, like, God still loves you. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, there is no, like, crashing down. Like, I joke with people when they're like, why do you wait? Why are you trying to wait to have sex till you're married? And I'm like... Um, and they're like, oh, the church is forcing you, basically. Like, oh, you're in this because someone's forcing almost like there's no bishop in my house creeping around, you know, <laughs> being not. like, are you, you know, or calling me up after a date or, you know, mm-hmm. like coming at me and being like, are you keeping the law of chastity? You know, there's no hunters. 
Like I do this because I want to, you know, I have also like weighed my options and been like, no, this brings me peace. So I'm going to do these things. Like there's certain standards I really am totally on board with because it brings me peace. And I'm like, that makes sense for me. So I love that you realize like, even if you, you know, cause some people, when they leave the church, they're like, okay, now I can do all these things. I'm like, you can do them anyways. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you can, like no one's going to stop you. You are like, God is all about free will. And I believe God leads this church. So if he leads this church, he wants us to have free will. But he also gives us guidelines and choices and says, hey, like, you know, some things it's about faith. Sometimes it's like, hey, this is going to build your faith. You don't really understand why I'm asking this of you. Or for some things, it's a protection. Or for some things, it's, you know, who knows what? We don't always know the reason. But it's just like with parenting, right? Like, I'm not going to let my kid just run wild. But at the same time, like he's allowed to make his choices. Like I, he does run wild, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) I'm not controlling him, right? you know, but I will have, there will be consequences. There will be, you know, consequences for his poor choices or whatever. You know, I believe in a natural choice or a natural, um, consequence. Yeah. I don't believe in punishment usually as like my go-to. And I think that's what God does too. I think so too. You know, like, it's not like, oh, you did this, so I'm going to punish you. It's like, there's just going to be natural consequences, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that, mm-hmm. like, th- I, I see that with people as, like, they're like, oh, now I can do all these things. I'm like, you always could. Like, there is, there, you're a grown-ass woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Cody Page stepped away for just a few minutes, but while I've got you, Carrie, um, I, I didn't know that your siblings had been so young when they left the church. Where do you fall in that, um like list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am the second oldest. So I have an older brother and then a younger brother and two younger sisters. Okay. And so, um, and you did serve a mission, right? I did. Mm-hmm. Where did you serve at? I was in Southern California. So I served in the California Carlsbad mission. Have you felt supported throughout your journey with the church from your siblings? I have a sibling who's not a member of the church and she um, left for her own very valid reasons. Um, but she's still ultra supportive of, of my membership. Um, and I wondered if you've been fortunate enough to have that same scenario. Um, for the most part, yes. I think there, there have been a few, um, conversations that I think we've had to have mostly just like, um, Hey, I know that this is not something that you value and that's fine. It is important to me. I think like I, I do, I have one sibling in particular who, um, likes to, I guess, do a lot of research and be educated about things going on in the world, which I super respect. I learn a lot from him that way, but I, sometimes he'd be like, oh my gosh, did you hear about like this news story about this thing? Like, let me tell you why your religion sucks, you know? And so, um, he, uh, he got a lot better after we had a conversation of like, I, you know, like, I know that this doesn't matter to you, but it matters to me. And it kind of makes me feel bad when, you know, you're like constantly trying to tell me why my religion sucks, you know? Um, so that, but other than that, like they've been really, they're really cool. We've had some really good discussions about like where they're at, where I'm at. Like, you know, they, I feel like they're all in different positions in terms of like, um, like faith and that kind of thing. And so, um, it's been cool to kind of, see like what each of them think and like learn from their perspectives. And I think my perspective has really shifted because of their influences in my life. So in general, it's been really awesome. 
Yeah, there's so much value to be had in learning from friends and family who are of different faiths or different spiritual practices. It's like, man, there's so much to be gleaned from all of it. And and when you take a look back, oftentimes it's like, oh, it all comes together. <laughs> you know, like you, you can see how there's a place for all of it under God's plan. I think it's really important to talk about how you came to the conclusion that even though you disagree with things, it's still right for you. Because that's something that I do all the time. Like there are so many things in the church where I'm like, that still doesn't quite sit right with me, but I have peace when I decide to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about your journey, you had said that there were so many things that um, you've questioned and, and that have made you feel like maybe, maybe some policies and procedures that just don't sit well in your soul. And a question I get from people who know that I questioned my place in the church is, did you resolve those things? How did you decide to stay if you haven't? Um, because there are still things that don't necessarily sit well in my soul. But um, so how, how did you decide to stay and to continue to stay despite those things maybe not being resolved or have they been resolved for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so honestly, they have not been. Um, and, uh, the, the older I get and the more experience I get, honestly, some of these things get harder. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I've had to really think and, and look at just some different, um, I guess like examples and influences. So I, I had a really good conversation with a friend of mine who, um, did end up leaving the church and she talked about like some of the research she did, um, and like just some, some of her thought process. And one of the people she pointed me to was Rosie Card, um, who is kind of an LDS influencer. Um, and so I looked at a lot of her stuff. Um, and, and I feel like her perspective, at least, and of course, like, here I am representing an entirely different person. You know, if you're listening, I'm sorry, Rosie. Uh, but like, what I gleaned from it is that like, a lot of like there's, there's things that she's uncomfortable with, but she feels like she can have a really positive influence being someone who has those feelings and is still in the church. Um, and so that was kind of, that was one of the things I landed on as I really thought and prayed about it was people need to have those perspectives from within the church. Um, I've needed that and I've really appreciated, um, making friends like you and Cody page and like talking to other people who, um, who do experience this kind of, of doubt and insecurity with their faith. Um, because like, it's really good to know you're not alone and it's really, it's good to see that like people from different backgrounds and with different perspectives can still be in the church because like growing up, it felt very much like um, being LDS was a yes or no question. Like where yes. either, yeah, right? Like you're all in or you're all out and there's no in it between. Was very black and white. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I understand where people are coming from there um, sure. in terms of like obedience and like, you know, that. And, and the fence sitter scripture, right? Like you don't want to be a fence sitter, but there, there's definitely more gray room within the gospel than I think black and white. And I think if you don't believe in grace space, you're not believing in grace. But, yeah. <laughs> totally right. Um, seeing, like, I felt like people needed me to stay because, like, people need to see more people like me who struggle with this kind of stuff. Or, like, I, um, so last year, I went to a pride rally with my sister-in-law who came out as transgender the year before. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And I posted about it on my different social media platforms, whatever, you know, just as like, look, the fun thing I did. And I, um, someone, um, someone said afterwards that like, she felt after that empowered to be able to go to things like that with her son who was gay. Um, Because before she'd been like, I don't know if it's okay for me to do that, like, as a member of the church and seeing someone else do that, she felt more comfortable being able to be support her son in that way. Um, and I, I felt like I could be in the church and still do those things because of influences like Rosie card and like other people that I know. Um, and so I, one of the, one of the bigger things that got me to stay in it was, was feeling like I could be a positive influence for other people because other people had done the same for me. And then, Yeah. yeah. And we talked about this a little earlier where I, um, the most important thing to me was having an avenue for connection with my savior. And um, within the church, despite the fact that there are some things that like I struggle with that maybe make me uncomfortable, um, I have found greater connection to the savior being in the church than anywhere else. When I take the sacrament is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. I, I go every week and I do that, even though sometimes like there are things said that are difficult or whatever, because like that participating in that ordinance connects me to the savior. Going to the temple connects me to the savior, despite the fact that even in the temple, there's certain things that I'm like, I feel a little off about that. Right. Um, but, but yeah, so, so I think for me, like the two things that it's come down to in terms of, of why I've stayed have been, um, wanting to be there for other people and, um, connecting with the savior myself. You talked about like, uh, the peace that comes from keeping that avenue to the savior open. It's like, I can totally relate to that. When, when I had left the church, the thing that brought me back was, I don't know all the right answers. I can't tell you why things are the way they are. I will probably never be comfortable with all the policies, but I feel peace when I'm here. And, you know, it brings it into your life. Um, Cody Page, did, did you have anything to add to that thought? I mean, that's what I, I feel the same way when I go to take the sacrament, I feel peace. Yeah. Um, when I walk into the temple doors, I feel so much peace that sometimes when the greeter, when the sweet old lady standing there greets me, I'm just crying. I can't even talk because yeah. it just hits me. I just feel like I couldn't give that to myself. You know, that's not a figment of my imagination. Right. And I know talking to some people in their mindset, they've said, you know, um, that the church has manipulated them to feel something. But it's interesting for me because sometimes I'm not looking to even expect that peace. Like I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going into sacrament now. I better feel peace. Like sometimes I'm not even thinking about it. And then we'll start like the hymn or they'll start the prayer or, you know, I'll read my scriptures, whatever happens. And I do feel that peace, um, you know, and, and so I just, I just don't, I know for me, I'm not, conjuring that up in my head I'm not giving that to myself and I don't get it elsewhere I do believe that peace comes from Christ and that's the true source of peace and so anywhere else I try and look for peace I'm not gonna get it Mm -hmm. I can feel good other places you know but the peace is different Mm -hmm. Carrie as you've decided to stay and and be a part of it can I ask how you then this is, I'm asking for me. I want to learn from the school of Carrie Farr. Um, how can you battle with something, internally battle with a concept, a procedure, whatever it is, process, um, 
and still wholeheartedly support our brethren because sometimes it's rolled out from them. This is something I've talked about with a lot of people. So I'd just love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. And it's one that I've grappled with myself to a certain extent. Um, for me, what the perspective that I have is that um, the leaders of our church, just like anyone else, are mortal beings um, with limitations and with biases that might affect how they interpret Revelation. Just like with me or with either of you, with anyone listening. Um, and or so, even for that time period, right? Yes. So like you're saying the biases, like their own personal biases, but also the bias of the time period right. or the type of language that they had for the time mm-hmm. that I can't relate to now. Yeah. You know, there's like the Old Testament, for instance. Yeah. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what are they talking what? about? Why are we stoning people to death? This is interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like every Christian on the planet. You know, Jews right. and Gentiles believe in the Old Testament, and we're all like, ah. You know, like. <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, so I, I think, I, and I, I think what it comes down to for me is that um, I, I think that sometimes either they're mistaken, their interpretation might just not be quite right, um, the time period that they grew up in might be influencing the way that they perceive revelation they're receiving or there's something I don't understand. Right. Like, um, so, so yeah, I think that unfortunately we all view things through our own little mortal lens that gets dirtier and dirtier. The older we get, the more we go through with the biases we experience and and the, the culture that we grow up in and even our language. Like, um, I, I speak Spanish. Cody Page also speaks Spanish. I don't, do you, I don't know if you speak Spanish, Ashley. I don't no. I don't need to out you as a nice Spanish speaker. Um, no, it's fine. Only uh, the bad words. <laughs> but I don't so, want you to tell people I speak Spanish. Then they'll talk to me and I'll be like, bueno. That's no, true. <laughs> no, a little bit I'm that way too. It's not as good as it used to be, folks. Um, but so Spanish, like everything is gendered. Everything. Um, and like the way you talk about people is gendered in a way that in English it is not. And so... We were um, talking about this with idiot. In Spanish, it's idiota. Oh, yeah. It's female. They say idiota, yes. whether they're male or female, which I'm like, rude. Um, <laughs> I, don't lo- but, I don't love like, that. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, but no, like, but it, like, um, I think it influences the way you see the world because, mm-hmm. um, I've, you know, like you look at how with um, the, I guess, Latino population or whatever, like a lot of them are choosing to go by Latin X now instead of Latino or Latina because like it's gendered and it's it like already sticks you with a label like and and influences the way people see you the way you see other people like and and so even something as simple as the language you speak Mm -hmm. can immediately create bias in the way you interpret what god is saying to you or you're losing context because of the because you know you learn from these scholars that know hebrew and they'll explain a word better and you're like oh my gosh why right? didn't we use a sentence instead of just one word in english you know right? what i mean or to, just like a different english word right like, totally to better explain it because then mm-hmm. when they explain it you're like oh that makes so much more sense or i'm not as offended anymore you know <laughs> right that yeah. makes so much more sense so i think yeah. you're right there's so many different layers to it yeah and I, I love that you brought up that as much as they are human we are human right so And sometimes it does come down to that. Like it comes down to, I'm just going to have faith that God's going to 
work it out, right? That Jesus Christ is the equalizer and we'll, f we'll all figure it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know because sometimes I have said things in church that I regret later. Same. You know, from the pulpit. <laughs> and I think back and I'm like, ooh, I don't love that I said that. And that was, and we can't go back and erase it, right? And so yeah. I hope people don't hold me accountable in a way of like, I'm not allowed to change or grow or evolve. Mm -hmm. You know, if I said something, then it's in stone and there's, no, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we all grow, we all evolve, we all change. And like, like just with the times, like I think mental health is such something that we understand so much better now. And I think that's reflected in a lot of general conference talks. And I appreciate Definitely. that. And I appreciate the focus of taking out the shame so much. This isn't, yeah. there are like, there's so many talks now that are like, we're, this is not about shame. Like the Lord loves you. And I feel like that is such a good um, transition from previous eras yeah, where every, cr every Christian faith was very hell and brimstone. You know, we all mm -hmm. had mm -hmm. that philosophy um, like I said, the Old Testament has hell and brimstone. And yeah. so I love that we're we're moving more towards the love of Christ, which is mm -hmm. endless and unconditional. And I think even you, you're starting to see the shift in general conference and in the church. My mom and I talk about this a lot. Um, she was raised in the church in the 60s, and she talks to me a lot about how the church was very black and white. There was no gray space. It was you do this or you do that, and you go to heaven or you go to hell. And the choice is yours. Hopefully you make the right one, right? Um, and now we see the church leaders coming forward and saying things like, take it to your heavenly father, develop that relationship and see what he says for you. And I don't think that's because these leaders are just so open-minded and, and, and thinking, oh, you know, truth isn't always truth. Truth is always truth. But you can develop that relationship with your Heavenly Father and see where you fall within those guidelines. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not black and white. It's not you're good or you're bad. Yeah. Like, I, I no. try and explain that to my son of, like, you're a child of God, therefore you are a good boy. If you make yeah, decisions... You are innately good. You are innately good. And I, we'll go through it. I'll go through different scenarios with him because of his black and white brain. I want yeah. him to understand no matter what... Not because you get to a point sometimes with sin where you're like, I've sinned so much. I, now I'm bad and the good is no longer there. So I'm just going to accept the fact that I'm bad because I can't be good. And I just want my son to understand you are good and you are <laughs> always loved. And these choices you make, you can always make different choices. But whatever choice you make, I'm still going to love you. God's still going to love you. You're allowed to love yourself. And you can, and that will enable you to therefore make better choices, you know, because you'll love yourself and you'll be able to have a sense of relief of shame and, you know, unnecessary guilt yeah. about choices when it's like, okay, the atonement's real. Right. <laughs> I can repent. I can be strengthened yeah. through Christ. Yeah. It's like, there's no such thing as a good person or a bad person. There's just good and bad choices. Everyone's a good person. People just make bad choices sometimes. And some people make a lot of bad choices. <laughs> it has this way of making it good, you know? Like, he can mm -hmm. take, you know, you look at Paul and Saul, right? It's like, he can take someone, Alma the Younger, and, and say, okay, you've made these poor choices, okay? And now you're going to make it part of your mission, is that, mm -hmm. you know, now you have empathy for these people. Now you have more rapport with them because you've been this, you know, whatever. Like the Lord just takes yeah. everything and then uses it for his good. So 
it's hard though. Like I just have to remind myself of that all the time. I'm like, okay, no matter what, like this is for my good. This is for my good. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes it's just horrible. But in the end, I mean, but I always, sorry, I feel like I'm commandeering, but I always feel, I feel peace. Like that's the thing yeah. is like, no matter what, I can feel peace. Like if I'm not feeling peace, it's because I'm listening to Satan. Like, and that's my black and white brain for you. <laughs> Totally. No, I I actually love that. Like brought this thought to my mind of like, maybe we could each talk about how when we are seeking for peace, where we find it, how we find it. Um, like, Carrie, would you like to start with that? Like, when you are seeking peace, how and where do you find it? Yeah. Um, so in a number of places, really, I think, I mean, of course, like, like we talked about, I find it when I go to church, I find it when I participate in the ordinances of the church. Um, I find it when I pray, read scriptures. Um, but I, I've also learned to find it in unexpected places where God speaks to me when I wasn't listening. And I think okay. the first place that I recognized that was um, I was trying to choose where to go to grad school. And I was having a really hard time with the choice because I had these three really great options and I didn't know what to do. And so um, one day I was driving around blasting the Red Hot Chili Peppers because that's <laughs> what I do sometimes. <laughs> and like it was like for some reason in um, the song Snow, I, I don't know how or exactly why, but within that song, God told me this is where would you, I feel like you should be at this point in your life. And I was like, really? Love like, that. you're going to talk to me through this, like, 90s alt-funk band, huh? <laughs> you know, um, and since Through then, the mouths of potheads. Yes. I love that. It's, it's, I really do. No, but like, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're amazing. So. Um, but what I, yeah, what I've learned is that, like, I sometimes can find peace and connection with God in, in, Odd places, Unexpected like places. Yeah. Ashley and I were talking about Disneyland before we started. That is honestly as weird as it is. One of the biggest places I feel connection to God. Like I, oh. I, I just just because there's so 100%. much like goodness and sweetness. If you right? watch the fireworks and don't feel the spirit, oh I don't know what's my gosh, with the music, yes. and you're just dude. Like, oh, the first incredible. time I walked into Galaxy's Edge, just. Mm tears because like star wars has been yeah. a way for me to connect to god we talked about how much sure. i love princess sure. leia i grew up um just like consuming star wars content and like playing star wars with my brother and you know like that's been a place for me to connect with god like and find that yeah. peace so like i mean i guess the, star wars has a lot of religious analogies you know though, it too, really does this big that. focus on hope and on being able to to conquer your weaknesses and the bad influences in the world and, and jedis have to listen to the force and able to, oh. or, so i mean the spirit like you right? can't see it you can't really hear it you just trust that it's you there. just you feel it and mm -hmm. yeah you let it guide you yeah. so no but really though like so so yeah I guess like I've learned to find that peace in like some really strange and unexpected places but it's been really great because I think sometimes God's like I need to talk to you and you're not listening so I'm going to work within the space that you're in right now <laughs> He totally meets you where you're at, right? Like he's like, okay, clearly you're not going to listen to the Temple Square Choir today. And that's fine. I'm going to come at you during your Taylor Swift screamathon because that's all I got, you know? Or Red Hot Chili Peppers for you. I love that. Uh, Cody Page, how about you? Well, it's funny you talk about unexpected because lately I've been watching Queer Eye, and mm -hmm. I, I, it's my upliftment at the end of the day. Like I just love the process. So for those of you not familiar, Queer Eye is five queer people that go to any person's home now. It used to be Queer Eye for the straight guy. Now it's anybody. 
And they talk to them about mental health. They talk to them about keeping their home, like how to organize their home more effectively. They talk about loving yourself and self-care and therefore putting your best foot forward so they always get a haircut, right? But it's not like you weren't good enough. It's like, hey, let's help you feel good. And I just love that so much because I believe in that. So like, I just really feel like the Lord cares about that. And I mean, I, you know, as a missionary, right? Like there's a handbook all about what to wear, how to dress, you know, all these things. And so it's like that, it, it has an effect on us. Yeah. And then, um, and then they always go big. Like they yeah. always just spend their money to help, yeah. you know, they built a whole freaking barn once and, you know, and, and I'm just like sitting there and, and there was a man that came out to his stepmother and she's crying and he's crying and I'm crying and I'm just like, he felt loved, right? And he was so scared he wasn't going to feel loved. And I'm watching all of this and it's not this narrative of you better be like this us and believe like us or we're going to hate you. They purposely pick a lot of people that are very conservative or, you know, just whatever. They're all different and unique, but they talk about that and they have these conversations with love. And that brings me peace, this like connection with people and loving themselves. And then at the end of the show, I'm just like, we did it. We helped Bob and Bob got a haircut and now he's got a girlfriend and Bob's just killing it. And I just feel like the world is a good place. Like there are people doing good. And so, I mean, but so I love that you were talking about like that. That's to me is like, I start my day with the Book of Mormon. I end with Queer Eye. (laughs) I'm just like, that's literally my MO right now. But if I want to feel peace, I come in here. So we're right here. And this is where I come in and I actually read my affirmations on the wall to help reset my brain and I'll do breathing and I'll just talk to God and my go-to like my my like shortcut to feel peace is I say Heavenly Father do you love me and I will just feel that peace and I'll feel that love sometimes it's big sometimes it's just a comfort it's just a calm and I will hand over my stress to Jesus and I or I'll sit on my stairs and talk to my Jesus wall my wall full of Jesus pictures you know but it's that peace comes from upliftment from joy from loving your fellow man regardless of beliefs or you know whatever I just that's how I feel peace I love it can I ju- can I do one I forgot because Cody Page is <laughs> sorry Ashley then you can you can talk after me um, but, um no I just like I um talking about like I guess like the goodness of the people on like that show and stuff like I think the yeah. honestly more than like the the very the biggest way I feel God's con- or connection to God is is through my relationships with other people um for sure like my friendships my family um I have the privilege of, of performing a job where I, I do a lot of work for other people um and as I am doing that I feel really connected to God just in seeing the goodness of the people that I get to work with and of the people that are connected to the people that I get to work with and yeah so I think I think like the biggest place I probably find Peace is in God's children and in seeing their goodness, for sure. Yeah. And it's funny because you both are here right now. Like, you, like you're my physical friend that's, like, here for me. And, you know, I can actually have a friend. And then Ashley is my Marco Polo friend. And she's, like, you know, my soundboard. So, like, both of you, like, if I didn't have either of you, like, we don't even want to think about that. Because, like, the, I don't know how I would function. I wouldn't. I, I literally wouldn't function. So... 
I, the Lord gives us people because we're his hands, right? So absolutely. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to echo everything that you guys said. I, um, I find peace first and foremost at the temple. That is where Cody Page knows I go too many times a week because I'm like crazy about it because I'm like, I'm not feeling good today. I need to go to the temple. <laughs> and then I go and I like, it's like a facelift for my spirit. It just feels so good. Um, con- being able to connect with Heavenly Father that way. Um, but during times when I haven't been able to go to the temple or um, just in times when I need peace and that's not a convenient thing to do, um, I most often find peace in nature. So um, I go on these sunset walks at night. Um, now that it's warm, when it's cold, I like to go for walks in the snow. Um, being out in my neighborhood, I live in this cute neighborhood full of mostly people over 65 and it's safe and quaint and sweet and being in my neighborhood where I feel safe and surrounded by the beauty because we have these mature trees and just like all this great stuff being able to be in that space I always find peace and I can almost always hear the spirit um even when I'm not looking for it even when it's just routine to be on my walk and doing my thing um you know I'll be blaring Taylor Swift in my AirPods and it will be an inappropriate song where you think the spirit can't dwell here and the spirit's like, nah, listen, I got you. <laughs> like, I'll meet you where you're at, girl. Yeah. If you can talk to me um, in Red Hot Chili Peppers, then he can reach you in Taylor Swift, you know? That's exactly right. <laughs> I love rap music. So yeah, yeah same, right. same. I've yeah. heard people be like, I felt to get rid of certain types of music and I'm like, there's a time and a place for everything. I think so. Sometimes I'm not listening to my rap music and sometimes I'm listening to my rap music and it fills me with so much joy and I'm just like yeah. dancing and I'm happy and yeah. continue you Taylor Swift yeah. in your hair yeah. no I mean it's the same thing um so you and again music is a big one for me how I find peace so live music um Cody Page knows this about me I go to concerts by myself a lot um because I find I get more distracted when people are with me but when I'm by myself I can actually feel the spirit and enjoy that peace that comes um regardless of what type of music it is um a couple of weeks ago I went to what was that band I went to Matchbox 20. Matchbox 20. I know. I was so jealous. I love so strong while I was there. I love him. Did they play Little Wonders? Did they play Little Wonders? Okay, that's my song. Like, I I swear he was listening to God when he wrote that song. It is beautiful. It was on um, the movie... The um the Meet the Robinsons about oh, the, yeah. the the kid that was yeah and he's like meeting his mom like oh, and he gets adopted and I'm just like bah. sorry yeah no you're fine uh, that movie's my favorite because the little boy with the blonde spiky hair and the green glasses is my uh, yes. oh my gosh yes, yes. affirmative <laughs> um side note about that but yeah I and my kid's the one that'll like hijack the car to begin with and be disobedient and <laughs> get mad at his mom and still lie to the very very end no just a, I mean, a little a little and we love him for it we love him and we still love him he's still a good boy <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so live music definitely brings me peace I always find inspiration like most of my writing happens at concerts which is kind of a funny thing um anyways that's a whole other tangent, but I just thought it would be interesting to see how we all find peace because I think 
peace is something that's universal, right? It can be given to anyone, whether you're a member of the church or not, peace is there for you. Um, and so I love that, that, that we all find it in conventionally Mormon ways, but also non-conventionally. Oh my gosh. Can I do one more? You guys, I keep, this is, yeah, such, another, a, this is such a good conversation. This is so fun because we're seeing all the different ways. Like it's not yeah. just like one And like place. when you guys talk about one, I'm like, oh, I remember this. Like my dogs, yeah. I, I have this golden retriever and this mentally yeah. ill border collie. <laughs> And they are the best and I love them so much. And they're like on days when I just feel completely disconnected from God, I will come home and those dogs will just run at me and love me harder than anyone has in my life. And I'm like, God loves me. They'll knock you over with their love. They really, particularly my really big golden retriever, which is unfortunate for small children. (laughs) But like, they just, they love me so hard and they love everyone else so hard. Mm -hmm. And Walter just fills the world with light, my golden retriever. And my little border collie has been through so much and still loves people so hard in spite of that. And they're just the best and God is in them. And I love them. (laughs) For sure. And I think the nature that you're talking about, Ashley, like water for me, Mm -hmm. like water sources, so creeks, rivers, Mm -hmm. oceans, lakes, like anything, taking baths, Mm -hmm. anything with water, it recharges me. I'm like, I'm such a Pisces. (laughs) I'm such a fish. (laughs) So accurate. I love that. that. Man, I am so glad, Carrie, that we had you here tonight because I feel like this has been such a good, positive, uplifting experience. You know, thank you for sharing and being vulnerable and sharing about what leave, you know, has brought you to the church and kept you here. Um, and thank you for being so honest about the things that are hard for you to handle and and that you do grapple with through faith. I think that's beautiful that you are willing to share it. Um I've just really enjoyed this podcast. I love talking about things that bring peace. My heart is so full right now. Um, Cody Page, did you have anything you want to add before we wrap up for the week? Carrie, she's just so great. Thanks. We just love her. Um, No, I, I, I appreciate this conversation because like, I appreciate the realness of it is like, we're not pretending like Mm -hmm. we're not allowed to have struggles and we're not also just going to give that like I mean those standard seminary answers are solid like you read your scriptures you pray you pay your tithing you go to church go to the temple that's freaking awesome right but there's other ways too and also God still loves you even if you don't do any of those things and if you're not doing any of those things he'll show up for you in the chili peppers not that you weren't doing those things but I mean still like yeah like the we are the Lord's children and there's not like I I just I hope that people like the reason we do this podcast is because we want people that are like either questioning the church or in the church and struggling or are in the church and happy, whatever, but want them to know that there's other people that feel the way they do, like that struggle the way they do, or you're allowed to feel these certain feelings. And I hope that people feel more seen and heard with just the different you know, with the three of us, just the three different perspectives. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of on like the outside edges of what's considered normal in the church. Right. Um, just with different social statuses and whatnot. And because of that, we have these different perspectives. And I think sometimes it's okay to be on the outside edges and be like, the church is so true. And sometimes the culture really sucks for people like me, or sometimes, you know, sometimes this is really hard for people like me. Um, 
I think giving a safe space and a voice for people who are um, in like um, just different aspects of life right now. It's just like, this is what we're here for. And I'm so stoked on this. I really do believe that like God loves that about his children is that we are yeah. so different. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't yeah. want us to fit into a tiny mold. When they say straight and narrow path, it doesn't mean the mold has to be the same. It just means that there are certain steps that are kind of narrow, but that's okay because we can all get there. Right. There's plenty. And there's room for diversity within that path. The Lord created, like, we are all different shapes, sizes, colors, all these things. And and so obviously the Lord is a fan of diversity. Yeah, right. And I love that we all know that the Lord loves, like, us. And we don't feel afraid to be who we are and worship the Lord that we love. We've all felt that. And I hope other people feel that, too. You don't have to do anything to earn the Lord's love. He's just going to love you. All right. Well, thank you so much. We will see you next week here at Single and Sunday School. Uh, Before we go, be sure to check out the Patreon for all sorts of bonus content and good stuff. Um, Go to the Patreon. I've worked really hard on it. (laughs) Please. Also, like us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. And if you guys have questions or if you want to be on the podcast, go ahead and send us an email at singleandsundayschool at gmail.com. We would love to answer questions on the podcast. We would love to have you as a guest. If you're like, hey, I have a voice. I would love to be on this. Come on over. We have Zoom cameras for everybody. And also tell us we're pretty. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I just- okay, bye. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>